What's the key difference? What's perhaps the greatest difference between someone who consistently earns $2 million a year versus a guy who makes $200,000 a year? Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks for checking out the podcast episode today. And today I want to talk about question asking and the scientific revolution. And, uh, This is just kind of me sharing some of the stimulating thoughts and questions I have been pondering lately, and hopefully you'll find something valuable in them uh, because I'm kind of geeking out on on some things over here. So let me just talk about it. Um, I truly believe that the quality of our life will not surpass the quality of our questions. It's like just there's such a clear relationship between the questions we ask and then the results that we have. And a mentor of mine once said, wisely so, in taking a financial context here, he said, what's the key difference? What's perhaps the greatest difference between someone who consistently earns $2 million a year versus a guy who makes $200,000 a year? Okay, we're not saying that one is better. And I'm also not saying that everyone should make $2 million. They should just figure out how. That's not what we're doing. What we're looking at and saying, why, what is it? Could it be that they ask different questions? I think that's right. I think that's right. The answers to the question, how do I make 2 million bucks? They are irrelevant to someone who is asking the question, how do I make 200,000 bucks? Right? The, the answers just aren't relevant. And so, you know, we understand that our brains are really good at distinguishing irrelevant from relevant. They just delete a ton of stuff. There's a lot of lights and sounds that pass our through our ears and eyes every day that uh, we just throw in the trash. Our mind throws it in the trash because it's not relevant to the question we were asking. And so I'm very stirred by the frequent... Uh, you know, scriptural injunction, ask and you shall receive. It's like, man, there's really something to this. We got to ask better questions, ask more questions. What questions are you asking? What questions am I asking? If I want a better life, ask better questions. If I want a better marriage, ask better questions. If I want to make more money, ask better questions, upgrade them. And, uh, So I'm reading this section in a book here. I want to just kind of read to you. Can I read to you for a second? Uh, Just a couple of passages. So um, it's talking about, the book is called Sapiens, and it's talking about the scientific revolution and how in 1500 AD, history took a very interesting turn. And they call that turn the scientific revolution. And... uh, Really what that means is that human beings developed a new way of asking and answering their own questions. And a key element of the scientific revolution is admitting how little we know. It's admitting ignorance because you cannot learn something you already know, right? And so acknowledging, wow, there's so much we don't understand is the first step to gaining new knowledge. And so this, this kind of blew my mind. Um, let's look at just the progress and well, let's say growth, let's say growth 
because some of the areas, uh, whether or not it's progress is definitely up for debate, but certainly growth in human power over the last 500 years. Okay. In the year 1500, there were about 500 million humans in the world. Okay. Today there are over 7 billion. So just in 500, just in 50, uh, in 500 years from 500 million to 7 billion, the total value of goods and services produced by humankind 500 years ago is estimated at 250 billion in today's dollars. So that was the GDP of the planet, 250 billion. And nowadays the GDP of the world is around 60 trillion. Here's another cool bit. It says, suppose a single modern battleship got transported back to Columbus's time. In a matter of seconds, it could make driftwood out of the Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria, and then sink the navies of every great world power of the time without sustaining a single scratch. One single modern battleship could do this, sink all the navies of every great world power just 500 years ago. Such a cool way to put it. Um, it says five modern freighters could have taken on board all the cargo borne by the whole world's merchant fleets. That's how incredibly large our freighters, right? These, uh, these freight shipping vessels, all of the world's cargo could fit on just five of those. A um, couple other cool points here to share. It says any large bank today holds more money than all the world's pre-modern kingdoms put together. This one's awesome. It says prior to the 16th century, no human had circumnavigated the earth. This changed in 1522 when Magellan's expedition returned to Spain after a journey of 44,000 miles. It took three years and it cost the lives of almost all the crew members, Magellan included. In 1873, Jules Verne could imagine that Phileas Fogg, a wealthy British adventurer, might just be able to make it around the world in 80 days. All right, so let's, let's recap that. So in 1522, Magellan's expedition, 44,000 miles. It took him three years to get around the globe. Then 1873, 80 days. Then here's the punchline. Today, anyone with a middle-class income can safely and easily circumnavigate the globe in just 48 hours. So what's interesting about this is just the rate of increase and the rate of growth and if you look at where did this explode, where did this curve just go wild upward, it was the scientific revolution. Humans figured out how to ask better questions and they figured out how to, to observe things, how to, how to create a hypothesis and how to test and experiment and observe and then to iterate their hypothesis and to, to go again until they discovered, you know, and articulated theories. And, um, and really what that is to me is it's like, it's, we figured out how to interact with some of these 
laws that have existed around us always, but that we didn't understand or that we didn't understand what we could do with them. You know, it's like we understood there was something making the apple fall from the tree to the ground, but we didn't know how we could use it until we started to discover more about it, gave it a name. The theory of gravity, it's like, okay, oh, it means this. Oh, there's a speed, there's an acceleration. There's, you know, it's coming from the mass of the earth. Okay, how can we use it? Well, you fast forward, fast forward, and now we're leaving the planet. Goodbye planet. We're flying people off of the planet. We just, just a few hundred years ago, we couldn't get around the planet in less than three years. Now we can leave the planet because we understand things like gravity or the laws of thermodynamics, you know, propulsion, these things, they're all downstream from someone asking a really quality question. And that's why I just get so excited when I think about questions. And, uh, you know, science is just, it's just so interesting to think about knowledge, the acquisition of knowledge, the role that questions play in this. And, you know, this conversation can get philosophical, um, quickly as you, as you look at, well, you know, how does the scientific revolution and our beginning to grasp this thing called, uh, asking questions and following methods and processes to find answers and explanations. How does this affect our belief about God or the why behind all of this? It's one thing to understand uh, what's causing gravity. It's another reason to, to understand why is there any of this happening? What is happening here? Was this a chaotic accident or is this a beautiful design by a scientist who operates at a level that we cannot understand yet, but we can sense. And, uh, you know, I lean, I lean towards that. I believe that there's a sense that we, we came from somewhere. We were sent here by someone and that there's a purpose to this, to this beautiful life, that this isn't just lights and sounds and randomness that there's a purpose and that it's by design. Now there's a lot more detail to be filled in there. Right. And, um, but it's, it's just incredible to get back to this, this concept of questions are what stand between you and me and the next level of our life. Just like figuring out how to ask questions, uh, and follow methods for answering those questions is what stood between humans not knowing how to get around the globe in less than three hours to being able to just go grab a plane ticket and comfortably sit air conditioned and fly around the globe in less than two days because someone asked a question. So what question are you asking right now? And do you like the results that it's giving you? What types of questions I could say, have you been asking and look around at the results and you know, that's what they have yielded. The questions have yielded what you see around you, right? It's like you get the fruit that you plant the seed of. You, 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 you plant an apple tree seed, right? You grow an apple tree. It's the outgrowth of it. Your results are an outgrowth of the questions that you asked. Ask and you shall receive. You've received a bunch of stuff. Do you like what you received? What's a more quality question you could be asking? 
And um, I think about that when I'm reading, I'm thinking about that when I'm in conversations with people or I'm in a, you know, listening to a talk or a podcast, I'm thinking to myself, what's the question that I'm not asking or how can I upgrade the question that I am asking? And it takes you on some fun, some fun journeys. So I'm a question asker. I'm a learner and I'm inspired by, uh, these little stimulating, uh, factoids about, about just how recent all of this is. That's really kind of what's blowing my mind. This is all so new. This, these creature comforts and this rapid travel and this exchange of information and ideas, it is all so new. It's brand new. Like we haven't even really taken it out of the box yet. It's brand new. We act like it's always been this way, but like it, no, no. So what does that mean? What's the point of this? Well, to me, the point that occurs to me is just that, wow, it's because questions ask better questions. That's what's on my mind. That's my message. Um, love and appreciate you. I hope you're happy today. I hope you're feeling peaceful. I hope you love your life. And um, if I can serve you in any way, let me know. Reach out to me. If this podcast is interesting to you and you think provides value, please share it. And uh, we'll talk to you in the next one.